Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the Dudley boys. Michael Hamlet from What Culture. Review everything that happened on this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we're not going to review Smackdown, but also the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a money quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamblett to review Friday's episode of SmackDown. A show with more than one Oscar-worthy performance for me. Indeed. Yeah, and this isn't just cinema in terms of the bloodline, although I will get something I really enjoyed on this show as well. Yeah. I thought this was, I mean, it was something we've predicted for a long time, finally came true, and it was magnificent. And then, oh, do you want more um, cherry on that icing on that cake? The main event. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like that. Um... I, look, I would uh, disagree slightly with oh. this being cinema. Personally, well, born. I thought they were making beautiful music. Oh. And I say that because for anybody who listened to the introduction to the SmackDown preview podcast, mm. uh, and I know this for a fact because two people separately reached out and said, uh, excuse me, I think you'll find you missed. No, I didn't. I was waiting for Monday to say that because I knew SmackDown was going to be untouchable. <laughs> so I left that one out on purpose, actually. So many American people are like, what's a girl's allowed? Because I had no doubt that the show would deliver. That, at the moment, is where I sort of am at with SmackDown and with the um, run between Crown Jewel and Survivor Series so small. I just thought, well, there's no... You can't really waste any time. Oh, no. Like, these are going to be pretty full weeks of television, like, en route to the Survivor Series. What I didn't anticipate was how it would be as good as it was. I was very confident that, for example, an LA night would be relatively well reheated. Yeah. I was quietly confident that the little bit of, like, foundation laying the middle of the women's division of late would maybe show a potential war games match. Mm-hmm. 
And I was hopeful, optimistic even, that the story that we've been enjoying the most would be um, featured prominently for the first time, by which I mean the the seeds of disconsent that have been sowed between mm. uh, Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar, or Santos Escobar and Carlito, or Santos Escobar and the LWO. I just thought, oh, I, I cannot wait to see how all of these... Every faction has its bad apples, some might say. Some might, and you just did. I was thinking, how might they gently tiptoe along? Uh, and then they were like, huh, on a fast lane was the other month, but <laughs> we're going to go in fifth gear, we're going to give you everything right now, Jesus Christ. Two significant, massive storyline moments on one episode of SmackDown. Like, Triple H cooks. Yeah. But typically he plots while he cooks. He tends to save a lot of the payoffs for the PLEs, which is why they're often quite exciting. The big moments, the big reveals, the big surprises. To drop two on the SmackDown tells me that Survivor Series itself must be already stacked and jacked because they were able to give way more away this week than I thought, and it made this episode, completely made it. Yeah. Because the in-ring was bang average throughout. <laughs> it was, Sorry. It, it was written brilliantly, so much so that I think I, I, I'm not going to call Triple H a chef or, uh, uh, you know, Papa H even. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to change his name from HHH to OTV, a.k.a. One Tree Voice, because he's got Shakespeare's way with words. That's Very right. Good. Very good. I'm, like repping, I'm repping the men's team. From Pop Stars, the rivals. Yeah. You know, on... Um, one of the girls allowed best ofs or deep cuts or something like that. There's a girls allowed version of um, Sacred Trust, mm-hmm. the song that lost the uh, pop stars, the rivals battle between the two. And it was just, they never stood a chance. One Tree Voice never stood a goddamn night. The songs, that versus Sound of the Underground, it was a piss take. Oh it's like frigging, like trying to stack frigging Collision and Rampage up against NXT. Like, it's just too one sided. Mm. Like you've, got, you've got to give the other side a chance. They competed with Girls Aloud for the Christmas number one in 2002. Correct. Here in the UK, One True Voice. 21 years ago. By August 2003, they disbanded. Yeah. But hey, they did chop A-Tart. Sorry? Big pardon? (laughs) (laughs) They did top A-Chart. Not Uh the singles chart, the uh, Britain's worst group poll. So, you know. (laughs) Sorry, One True Voice. Thanks, Pete Waterman, or whoever it was. Was Pete Waterman the uh, one true voice coach? I'm sure there was a like a Ooh. like there was three judges, and I'm sure it was Pete Waterman and maybe Simon Cowell. What pop stars arrivals? Yeah, there was like a judge got a band each to represent Louis Walsh. You know, Louis Walsh, yeah, and Pete Waterman, Jerry Halliwell. She was to the this. middle judge, so she wasn't like she didn't pick a side. Mm. I think it was Pete Waterman and Louis Walsh. She's very much the, the Drew McIntyre. Yeah, of this scenario. Yeah, Judge Space. You know, like Cheryl, Nadine, mm-hmm. Kimberly. On the other side, Keith. <laughs> My name's Keith. I'm in one tr- anyway, let's talk about SmackDown. Because um, I love this show. Uh, especially, you know, I often talk about how I'm a dog in terms of I just remember the last thing that happened mm. on Raw and think, oh, was that a great show? It could have been dreadful for two and a half hours and then this happens. But the conclusion of SmackDown, which we will get to, was absolutely sensational. And the show opened with Kevin Owens coming out in a tie. <laughs> yeah, it's good. This, I was like, oh, we're in for a good show tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, Nick Aldis gave him the uh, the tie, says Owens. And he's obviously doing it for other great news because Corey Graves and Carmella have, have had a lovely baby boy. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to them for that. And then immediately Rey Mysterio's music hits because they're coming to handle the, the crown jewel fallout. Said it was going to happen, you see. Notes yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, to deal with everything, the US title and uh, Logan Paul and what have you. 
and uh, Kevin Owens goes, yeah, <laughs> I love Ray. And then he's like, there's another, he's like, oh, great, I've got water here as well. Nice. Sounded like he needed some, bless him. I know this was obviously in service of an angle, Kevin Owens being on commentary. And, uh, you know, like a nice situation to make the most of with Corey Graves being off. But like of all the weeks for Kevin Owens, who is great on commentary. Not all great promos, great commentators, Kevin no. Owens is. Uh, it, his voice, bless him. It was shot, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was like it was like of all the weeks. It's like it's a great idea, and there's a cool story coming off the back of this. I can't, I can't talk. Besides, <laughs> you've been dealt with by Solo Sakura. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, the whole of the LWO come out, mm-hmm. uh, and we see a recap of the brass knock spot and Logan Ball stealing that US title, basically a crown jewel. Uh, Mysterio welcomes everyone to SmackDown and says, "Look, Paul stole my US title. Uh, if he hadn't used the brass knocks, I'd still be sat here as as US champion." Uh, and I'm going to do whatever I can to get a rematch with Logan Paul. And then Carlito's music hits, and he comes down, he takes the mic from Ray and says, we want to talk about Crown Jewel? Well, you're, you're blaming the wrong person. You shouldn't blame Logan Paul. You should blame the person who left the brass knucks on the ring canvas, Santos Escobar. Jacuzzi. And Escobar can't believe, can't believe you've done this, Carlito. And he's like, um, the bollocks to you. He's already kind of pissed off with Carlito for obvious reasons, muscling in on the LWO. And uh, he says, this is my family, not yours. What are you being like this? You ain't my mother. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, and he pitches a fit and, and storms off. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> as if things couldn't get worse, the LWO, oh, God, here comes Bobby Lashley. <laughs> but, I don't know. Should we circle back to this one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll cover it all. Because uh, it was time for uh, Lashley versus Carlito. Um, fun back and forth. I was transported back to, what, 2007? Yeah. Uh, especially when he went for the, the uh, what was it called? The, oh, the Master Lock. Yeah. Either when, um, so Chris Mast and Carlito were tag partners for a little yeah. bit. And then they, it was quite... They were like the final two in the chamber. With yeah, them. they basically... they reasoned that they pretty much had to work together to even stand a cat in hell's chance of winning that match. So they eliminated everybody else, and they were like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? And uh, John Cena was like, right, easy peasy. <laughs> like beating both. Yeah. Or just, just get rid of John Cena and then fight out between yourselves. No, I want to pin John Cena. And then they had that like chemistry where both of them were heels. So it was like, well, sooner or later, I'm going to turn on you. Let's see if we can win the belts. And oh, we can't. We're fighting Kane and the big show. <laughs> and this is WWE forever. So we don't stand a chance against these. Yeah. And then I think Carlito turned on Masters. But it was basically a baby first turn for Carlito because it was like, he's a, like he's not as stupid as the other one. <laughs> yeah. That was like, great, <laughs> fantastic booking of your mid-card, WWE. You've done it again. <laughs> I only watched the competition. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, B-Fab's watching backstage, by the way. Mm-hmm. Intriguing to see what they do with her and uh, uh, Bobby Lashley's gang of bastards, basically. Yeah. Uh, so Lashley, yeah, Carlito get into it. Uh, Lashley tries for the hurt lock, as he calls it, of course, but Carlito uh, gets out of it, hits a crossbody. Uh, Lashley went for a vertical suplex, but Carlito blocked it and landed one of his own, which is no mean feat against mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley. Um, they go to the outside. Lashley counters Carlito, sends him into the ring steps and posts him as we go to a break. When we come back, Carlito's on the top rope and he fights back and hits a shoulder block off there. And uh, Oh, and Ashanti the Adonis is like, B-Fab, come on, we've got stuff to do. What stuff? What? Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Um, Carlito rolls Lashley back into the ring after they've gone into it uh, on the outside. But Montez Ford and uh, Angelo Dawkins, I want to say, looking resplendent, by the way. Oh, my God. Montez Ford grabs Carlito's leg. So uh, the the uh, Street Profits and 
what's left of the LWO, get into it. Um, oh, Joaquin Wild got pounced out of his goddamn shoes. Yeah. Uh, Cruz del Toro gets thrown over the barricade. So Escobar comes down to fight for the honour of the LWO. Um, but in and amongst all this melee, it allows uh, Montez Ford to get a cheap shot kick on Carlito as he's in the ropes and turns around into a Lashley spear. One, two, three. Post-match, Lashley in the street probably decided to kick the crap out of Carlito and Santos Escobar jumps up on the apron and then goes, actually, no. And I'm like, good, don't that. do anything. Love that. Ray Mysterio's Mysteri- music hits, obviously. He slides down with a chair and the moment he does that, Santos is like, oh, you've just beat me to it. Yeah. Chasing off uh, Lashley and the Prophets and... Uh, Mysterio has a go at Escobar, basically. He's like, why aren't you helping Carlito and uh, Santos? He said this line quite a lot, and I, it really hit home. It's supposed to be me and you, Dad. It's supposed to be me and you. <laughs> Mysterio pissed off with Escobar. He shouts that LWO is all about family, and he goes to check on Carlito, and Escobar goes to leave. And they shot this brilliantly in terms of hiding him behind a crouching Mysterio mm-hmm. and an injured Carlito. Goes to leave, and then he says, now bollocks this. He jumps Ray Mysterio. Actually, he doesn't jump him. He more just sort of punches him. Yeah. And then kind of regrets it. Um, yeah, he drills him from behind, which is obviously not on. But then he sort of goes to leave, doesn't it? It's as if, like, he's had an outburst. Yeah. Rather than out and out. Thought no, it's time. I'm so going to swear you. at your parents, and then suddenly regret every life choice. Yeah, like if there this. was a like an APA office door in the middle of the ring, Santos would have like stormed through it and slammed it shut <laughs> and turned his music up really loud. And he's like, "Look what you made me do!" Yeah, uh, and then he sort of goes, "I'm sorry." Helps Mysterio back up, who slaps the taste out of his mouth, pushes him, mm. and Escobar spills to the apron. And then Mysterio, it's his turn to be like. I kind of overreacted. Sorry about that. I thought this was great, by the way, because the, the way was, well, I watched it, rewatched it back to make my notes, and I thought the way that they plotted this to yeah. get where they needed to get to was really Mys- good. Mysterio, as he's always done, like well, other than the two years that WCW took the mask off him, <laughs> tells such an incredible story with his face, considering that he's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's mastered that probably more than any lucha in American wrestling history, North America, which is why he is Rey Mysterio and he's irreplaceable mm. in that respect because. His eyes in that moment was like, oh, crap, I've done it again. Like, I've gotten physical with a son-like figure, with somebody I'm supposed to be a mentor for. Like, my place in the group isn't just to be a US champion, to be a partner, whatever. I've got to lead by mm. example. I've, I've effed it up again. Like, I, ju- I just thought this was like, really, rather than just the snap and you get no response yes. from Ray, it was a bit of tit for tat before the snap. <laughs> So, yeah, he uh, he goes out to the apron. Escobar's like, oh, bloody hell. Mm. And uh, Ray's like, Santos, I'm so sorry, mate. Like you say, I've, I've overreacted. And Escobar just runs him into the ring post. Oh, my God. And Ray collapses and just so happens to fall with his leg wedged between the, uh, the ring and mm. the ring steps. And Escobar re- recognizes this, takes a step back, and drop kicks the ring steps into Ray's leg, which... It's almost better. You know, like when footballers get proper injured. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, and I don't want to bring this up, especially, thankfully, he's not here, no. considering his history with him. I remember Michael Owen did his, I don't know, knee yeah. in the 2006 World Cup, and he didn't ride around like Neymar. He didn't roll over 20 times. He just crawled off the pitch. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's in real trouble. Mm. The fact that Ray couldn't move almost made this better. He's not like, ah! 
paraphrase. just like, oh, God. Yeah. And my leg's stuck. <laughs> it might have come off. I don't know what's happened there. But, yeah, he's, he's drop-kicked Ray's leg that's stuck between the, the post and the, uh, and the steps. And he yells at Mysterio, I loved you, Ray. You were my hero. You made me do this. And I'm like, oh. oh, my God. And then Zelina Vega runs down. She's all emotional. Mm. What are you doing? And uh, Escobar, while she checks on Ray, is walking to the back. Not just George Jack, and I like this especially. Not just George Jack and with Ray saying, you, you made me do this, you prick. But all the fans, he's like, why are you booing me? Yeah. Oh, I just thought this was so well executed. Yeah. And afterwards, I'll say it now so we don't have to circle back to it. He's leaving later off the back of this break, come back. Kathy Kelly catches up with him and he says, Ray had it coming. And even Kevin Owens goes, look, I've turned on my fair share of people. You don't turn on Ray Mysterio. Love that. That's like a really nice detail to make use of Owens being there. I honestly couldn't find fault with this. I, um, you know, I'll say this for WWE. We know the listen. So we, I think me and you, probably going back to Joe versus Ray from 2019, predicted the spot where Ray gets his leg <laughs> trapped in the stairs. Like, exactly. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said I was surprised by that element of it. But the rest of it, I was totally shocked, not just by them pulling the trigger on the turn now, but in the manner that they did it with such care. Yeah. I just expected a bit more pro wrestling style popcorn to it. I just thought, like, we joke about... If you the, haven't been paying attention, here's the reason why yeah. I'm about to attack you. We joke about the um, uh, electric chair spot for good reason, because when you think about it, it's just the most preposterous set of circumstances, isn't it? Like... I'm on this guy's shoulders. What can possibly go wrong? <laughs> like, it's so dumb, but it's wrestling, and that's kind of what it exists for. Um, but they basically gave you all of the, like, I don't know, all of the pathos and all of the meaning that we have been supplanting onto this mm -hmm. for months and months and months. And months. Uh, again, like, I, I'm sure, I don't, I don't keep the receipts. I'm, I, in my head, I said it, but I probably didn't. But we go back to the podcast that we reviewed before WrestleMania where he's like, Ray, it was an honor to fight you last week, and I've, this mask means a lot to me. And I'm, I feel like within the first week or two, we were like, oh, so, like, they're going to fall apart. Like, yeah. he's going to turn on him eventually. They're, they're now coming together to be ripped apart. You could feel it from yeah. pretty much the very beginning. I think it was when the LWO was starting to help him against Dominic, wasn't it? And it's been great to watch it play out in the way it has done. And as we've said, there have been multiple occasions where Santos Escobar has been the wronged party, if not in his own mind, just outright go mm. back to the injury week. Yeah, there was nothing he'd done wrong. Mm. And yet, Rey Mysterio gets to go in and take advantage of that situation. Equally, Rey Mysterio has done nothing wrong himself other than do what he thinks is best and lead by example. He believed bringing Carlito in was a good thing. They needed partners. They needed help. And Carlito was there to do it. Santos... Meanwhile, unlike Ray, is more cynical to people turning heel on you because that's kind of Ray's MO. Ray's like a modern sting. He will just trust the guy and get stabbed in the back for it. Carlito, with his finisher, the backstabber, was known for turning on people and Santos was just trying to be the smart guy about it. So all of this has fed really nicely into the type of turn we got here. Santos not helping Carlito was such a lovely addition to all of this, by yeah. the way. That bit just standing on and looking on and thinking... Nah, sorry, mate. You're in this one alone. I loved seeing that play out. All of this is to say, by the way, the match was nothing. Uh, I got, <laughs> I got now out of the match, but I needn't have, like, I didn't need to ultimately because this was all to serve as a backdrop to the big angle. Um, slight concern: Wacking Wild and Cruz del Toro are so good at getting their asses handed to them <laughs> that they've kind of fallen into that trap that the Bollywood boys did with Randy Orton. But the difference was he was the babyface and they were the heels. <laughs> so when he was finding new wacky ways to destroy these men and then pulling. Look, look what I did. It was like, well, he's the good guy, so you can kind of laugh along with that. 
At this point, I'm getting too much glee out of watching them getting their asses kicked because, my God, do they take good beatings on the floor. So I do worry about, about their fate and how they're used because you see those... It's all in service of getting the Street Profits over as a heel act. It is. It? That's true. That's true. Um, and, I, you know, after a rocky start, mm -hmm. my God, are they nailing it. And you're supposed to as well. Um, you're supposed to... Not, you're not just supposed to tell this story with Santos and Ray. In wrestling, the best, like, good booking is plotting out this Ray... Uh, Santos split and the ways in which that they come together and then the ways in which they come apart. Great booking is how you do that while also like thinking, right, how do we benefit other people at the same time? We always talked about, God, how amazing is the CM Punk what, uh, MJF thing because it also exists as a Trojan horse for Wardlow, mm. right? You've done something God tier story mm. and at the same time used it for an, a character that is involved but separate, right? I don't think this is going to work as well. I'm not making that comparison. <laughs> but they've absolutely done that with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Yeah. That's what their purpose in all of this has been. They've benefited. They've not necessarily stirred the pot, but as characters, they've been able to use it and start winning, picking up big wins and all that kind of thing. Um, so I think this has just been really effective in how it's gotten everybody else over. And I couldn't find fault with how the turn came across. Zelina Vega's performance was superb. Mm. Like, she was in it, and I totally felt that. Uh Carlito as the first man to try and get revenge for Ray and probably lose to Santos is Absolutely. a big win for Santos. Escobar. That's where I'd have Del Toro and uh, Joaquin Wild go. Actually, yeah, I've got like they, they've got sides to pick now. They've got choices to make. And Ray Mysterio with the bad wheel when he's already like the aging veteran is great for the eventual Santos match because Santos is basically just going to say, "Look, I'm sorry, I've I've surpassed you." Like mm. I realized how great it was to be under your wing, but I didn't need it, really. I was a Cruiserweight champion all this time. Did you see what we'd done in NXT and in WWE before you even came and jumped on board this LWO bandwagon? Like, all of us were here before you were, and I don't I don't need you anymore. Like, the match is going to lean on the fact that Santos has just completely outstripped Ray. And then when Ray makes that comeback, and when he, like, he's been holding the knee, and then he just fires up and goes oh. for it anyway. Like, the, the, the drama they're going to extract out of that is going to be superb. Do you want another steak with your steak? Yes, please. Because here come damage control. Actually, no, not yet. Bailey comes out yeah. first, and we see obviously EO Sky uh, beating Bianca Belair at Crown Jewel with the assist from her returning Kyrie Sane. Oh my god! Uh, and Bailey's like, I always had a plan and a vision for uh, damage control and, and Sky and Kai, and everything I wanted to come true came true. Uh, women's tag team champions, Miss Money in the Bank, and of course the WWE Women's Championship. Uh, Crown Jewel was meant to be our proudest moment, but I was kind of confused by the return of Kyrie saying, as a result, EO Sky, get your ass out here. Let's have a chat. Uh, and here comes EO uh, alongside Dakota Kai, but also with dressed as, I think, the coolest person in the world. <laughs> Just exuding this aura. Yeah. Kyrie Sane comes out. And Bailey's like, um, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. um, and EO's like, sure, uh, I've got a plan. I had a plan as well, actually. This is my era. Kyrie's part of this plan. And I thought, me retaining the title, that's what you always wanted. So, what's it matter? I've mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, and Bailey's like, yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit awkward because we have a flashback to 2020. Please, no, let's never do that again. <laughs> uh, let's see what happened last time we saw Kyrie Zane. It was obviously Bailey beating the crap out of her and standing on her head, basically, mm -hmm. backstage. Um, not ideal that a little bit concerned about having her about as a result of that and Dakota's like hey 
Bailey, look, Kyrie's not here to hurt you. She's here to make Damage Katol stronger. Look, we, we appreciate so much about what you've done for us. She want to take a little bit of the pressure off. And, uh, look, Eos guy's still champion. We should be celebrating right now. And Kyrie gets a mic. She says, Bailey, I respect you as leader of Damage Control, and I forgive you. And she opens her arms out for a hug. And Bailey, sort of off mic, but brilliantly caught, goes, I, I don't, don't do that whole hugging thing anymore. What a detail. And then there's this really awkward hug with the four of them, with Bailey. I'm not sure about this, yeah. but okay. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair's music hit. He, she comes out and uh, on the entrance where she cuts a promo saying, oh, Kyrie might have forgiven you, um, but uh, I don't forgive. Damage control. Uh, my mistake was uh, believing that EO had enough confidence to face me one-on-one for the title, but I uh, guess that's not the case. Uh, so tonight I'm going to have to whoop all three of you. And you're like, well, first of all, there's four of them, but to get Kokai's injured, of mm-hmm. course. And also... Still, Bianca, I think you're great, but you're not going to beat up all of them, are you? But she says, well, a lot of people don't like damage control. Charlotte Flair's music hits. She comes out, and you're like, okay, making things a bit better. Mm -hmm. Still down on the numbers game, though. And uh, Belair says, I don't know you think there's not enough of us, Um, but there's someone else that was upset that uh, Kairi saying join join damage control. And here comes Asuka, who yells in Japanese. More of that thing every week, please. Mm -hmm. And then says in English, nobody's ready for Asuka. And we've set up a six-woman tag to main event this show. Nobody was ready for Asuka, were they? Uh, Yeah, looking forward to this main event. I I can't wait to see how it goes down. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'd be nice to see Asuka interact with uh, Io um, again with Kyrie for the first time in years. And Asuka and Bailey have got that chemistry dating back to NXT. So just those individual <laughs> matches as a result of this. I haven't watched the show yet, so we're going to we'll just review as we go along. But I'm, uh, I'm hyped. Good promo, this. Yeah, really good. Really good. I love the Bailey. I don't do this anymore. Uh, the Obviously, the you know, and we'll get to this, the seeds of... I've already said seeds of discontent twice in this part. It's almost like Triple H loves that device mm. with the stables. But what we have now with Damage Katara, as we kind of predicted when Kyrie joined, was this immediate reframing of the power dynamic and EO kind of just taking the lead and saying, well, she's my friend, so she's in. Like, and yeah. and the, the forgiving you element I really like because, you know, Kill Bill Part 1? I do. You know, uh, and there's that bit where, sorry if you've never seen Kill Bill Part 1, but it's 20 years old. The, is it bloody hell? Yeah, the went to see it like four times in my first year at uni, which was Jesus Christ, two thousand three. The um, bit where there's a big fight at the start, and the bride kills one of her big rivals, and then her big rival's daughter just walks in from school, oh. and there's like she's you've got to learn that baby. Basically, the bride has honor. She's the baby face of this film, and but she's just had to kill someone's mother in front of her. She says, "Look, she had your mum had to die. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, but." but like, fair's fair. And when you get older and you train like her, you come and find me and I'll be waiting. Yeah, we'll have a bare knuckle fight is what she's basically <laughs> offering her out when you're older and you'll get it. You'll you'll get it. Uh, you'll read the... I, I kept the receipts is all I'm saying and you can keep yours too. I love that about uh, Kyrie sort of saying... Basically saying the opposite of that. I keep receipts. It's absolutely fine. You yeah. beat me out of this company, but I, I'm not bothered. Yeah, that video up there, if anything, I, I laughed. You're not laughing. It's funny to me. We're definitely, definitely going to be fine. And uh, so, like, Bailey's cards are already marked. And I am so impressed that they have credibly arrived at the War Games, which, of course, we will talk about at the end of this review. Uh, 
because I don't see it ending well for Bailey, win, lose, or draw. And no. I think that's how you're supposed to feel now, isn't it? And that's pretty cool. What was the line that Dakota Kai said, which I thought was laced with uh, just, you're still the boss, old man. Oh, yeah. Well, um, we appreciate what you've done. We just want to take some pressure off you. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what? <laughs> what pressure? I'm fine, <laughs> if anything. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? A try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Then we got a, well, a hype package, I suppose, technically first, for Dragon Lee, and then Dragon Lee versus Cedric Alexander. And mm. I love this the first time, so I was fine with it a second time. Yeah. Especially for the goddamn bump that we saw Dragon Lee took in there. Oh, my God. So, uh, Alexander, it was a relatively brief match, like six minutes, and there's a break at the start as well. But Alexander got some stuff in and clearly works phenomenally mm-hmm. uh, when paired with Dragon Lee, hence why they did it a second time. Uh, Alexander, yeah, like I say, got some bits in. Tornado DDT got a two-count, a running elbow and a drop kick. Uh, to a sat up, uh, Dragon Lee gets another two. Um, Lee comes back though. It's a dive onto Cedric onto the outside, rolls him back in the ring and hits a sit out power bomb for a near fall. Um, then Dragon Lee runs at Cedric Alexander and Alexander hoys him across, halfway across the ring. I, I don't know how to put this because I want to say head first. Head first, impl- head first implies he's sort of lawn darting him. Back first, yeah. if that makes sense. And he just flies into the turnbuckles. Oh, my God. You've probably seen this shared all over social media over the weekend with some disingenuous takes about it as well. Clearly, he's fine. What were the takes? I've been off Well, Twitter I think there was, there was a spot on, like, Rampage or something with someone flying into a table or... 
just the fact that they're doing these sorts of bumps on SmackDown mm. and people saying, oh, why don't you bury them when they do this, when they're doing, and you're saying, oh, it's too dangerous a spot when they do it on AEW. Okay. And I think to a certain extent, some people do put on their safety goggles yeah. a little bit, bit too readily when it comes to AEW. Like, oh, this is preposterous. Yeah. Look, it's their decision to take some of these bumps. Darby Allen has never been forced to take a bump he doesn't want to take, mm. right? But also, Dragon Lee's clearly fine. Yeah. The match wasn't called off. The referee didn't throw up the X. No, no. And it's, it's, it's one of those bumps where if you actually watch it back, it looks, oh, my God. And then if you slow, slow-mo slow it, he's, they've just ex- executed it perfectly. And that's how you're supposed yeah. to feel anyway. And that, like, I actually, I think as well. It's like the polar opposite of the Lance Storm thing. You know, like he says, they're hurting themselves for real and no one believes it. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they're doing the thing that you sh- he said you should be doing, and I agree. That's the work. Like, I think this about some of those. Like, I don't love... What I don't like about big bumping that feels like it's being thrown away is not the big bumps in the moment, because I'm only human, but it's the six months to a year later when somebody gets a really bad injury and people are like, oh, no, how did that happen? <laughs> it's like, well, this is how it happened. It always escalates. We never learn, and it go, the cycle repeats. But... This bump, and I can think of like other examples in AEW, but certainly within this match, like this was pretty cold. This match, yeah. And they, whether or not they called it on the fly or it was something they had in their back pocket, this completely brought the entire building into it. Mm-hmm. Like you could feel like the energy level went up, and that's how you deploy a moment like that. Mm. And I think that's like there's a problem, you know, for me in wrestling at the moment. The one thing wrestling needs a little bit less of is wrestling. Like, <laughs> I know that, like, scans is a bit of a charlatan take in certain circles, but, like, there is too much wrestling in wrestling right now. Like, the amount of cold... It's AEW's fundamental problem for me, right, is the fact that you are... Even when the matches deliver, you're sent into them freezing cold. Yes. Like, this pay-per-view record that Tony Khan keeps talking about is off the back of some unbelievable in-ring that was built to with nowhere near the hype any of those big matches deserved how many matches on Dynamite end up over-delivering on your zero expectations. WWE, when Triple H can't really be asked to be creative, will just stick five to ten minutes on a match because they can goo. But I've seen them goo a million times. I'd rather care about a shorter match than have nothing to do with a longer one. Mm. So when you have a spot like this, and it is, smash the button again, like absolutely worthy of the button. If you say people have seen it on X already, then they've seen it. But if not, just go back and watch this match and watch how the temperature in the building rises off the back of it. This is how you do it. 8,000 people as well in attendance. Yes. Really quiet for it. You know, I thought the in-ring, like I say, was pretty poor on Mm. the SmackDown. But like, this was one of the moments where we've all seen a little bit too much of wrestling just happening in front of you. This was an example of that until this moment, and then fans were suddenly massively invested in the last couple of minutes. Sorry, whilst you're doing that, I just thought, I'd look up how many people were at the, what was it, the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went, oh my God, what's that show? <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, tickets distributed, 16,708. Whoa! And I remembered it's UFC. <laughs> the na- first, was this a SmackDown? Yeah. The na- how many at Nationwide Arena? Just under 8,000. 8,000. I think that basically out- a sellout. I think they did from, right from yeah, the, yeah. the. I think they. I think maybe like where's the final count thing here? Uh, tickets distributed seven thousand eight hundred and five of a possible yeah seven thousand eight hundred and fifty six. I feel like there was a like a terrible Triple H Shawn Michaels match in the two thousands in the in the nationwide arena that didn't do anywhere near that kind of number. No. The game must be looking. Uh, I put this whole building to sleep one time. <laughs> Go out there and give him hail. 
Oh, by the way, congratulations to Tom Aspinall. That's what I remember, if he's, he's listening. Who's Tom Aspinall? British UFC heavyweight fighter won the uh, interim title in the first round. Is he Saturday from Wigan? Night. He's from uh, somewhere like near Manchester or something, yeah. I or after. I don't know. I something like that. I don't know if he's from Wigan, but like, if he is, shout out. Right, that's, let's have a my, look. My in-laws, my wife's side of the family's all Wigan. They're a good bunch. Fighting out of Salford. Salford. All right, okay. But he's born in Wigan. Oh, you go, yeah, yeah. Pie buddies. They know how to cook in Wigan. They put their best delicacy, a pie, between bread. <laughs> and guess how many how fast he won? Right. Against the guy who was a terrifying knockout artist, by the way, Sergei Pavlovich. Mm. I, I watched this on Sunday, and I got so fired. I was so proud of him. Uh, Patronising there. <laughs> <laughs> he won in 69 seconds. Yeah, nice. I, 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 I didn't know anything about Sunday. I think I lost a day. All <laughs> uh, right. I drank to excess and it was good, but don't do it if that's not your thing. Drink responsibly. I didn't, but drink responsibly. Have we even talked about the finish of this match, actually? I just realised. Uh, no, no, we, no, we just talked about the spot. Um, so, yeah, Sunday didn't. Um, so, like, Tony Storm's scene missing. <laughs> yes. One long uh, picture in picture, but there's absolutely nothing happened. Like, me just asleep. Uh, don't cry for me, I'm already dead. Barney from The Simpsons. Like, I will say, just like this match got... Uh-huh. Your text to me over the weekend, we're getting this is awesome chance in the world war household. <laughs> yeah. Delete who's <laughs> He started at eleven, guys. <laughs> Not PM. I was in the chicken shop at seven o'clock. And then I was back out. <laughs> back in the game, baby. I'm just so excited for the Christmas night. Out, which is a month tomorrow. Is it? Is it? Oh boy. Fourteenth? What day is it, what the week does it fall on? It's got to be, it better be a bloody Thursday. Oh, crikey, yeah, it's such a uh, dynamite and then dynamite and out. Oh, yeah, it's going to have to be like a, sp- it'll be like a, yeah, 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 and this happens. <laughs> no offence to AW, but you'd admire if it was a WWE and AW show. That show is getting cliff notes to hell. Imagine if this uh, G1 tournament thing like generates like the match of the year on Dynamite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was really good anyway. See you later, wrestling for points. <laughs> Jeff lost the world title, who cares? Because we're at time to go to, uh, we're not going to lane seven this year, are we? No, there is still a competitive and gamesmanship element to our night mm. out. Something I never need, but end up quite enjoying anyway. And like, I, uh, can we tell people yet or not? No, no, let's let's let's, let's play it. slow play it. It might be uh, another what culture department's fault here as well, mightn't it? Huh? Mm. Eh? Why am I looking at the camera? It's not even switched on. I'm scamming in used to it now. I'm NXT trained. I'm looking at the hard camera. By the way, how, how great of us to launch this video channel just in time for my majestic mustache to make a reappearance. Donate. Oh, if you can, if you, you wish, to Adam Wilborn's tremendous campaign. He makes himself look like a well, somebody that shouldn't be allowed to walk the streets once a year um, for a good cause. So yeah, it, like, it is one of those things. I do it because it rewinds up Hannah Louise, mm-hmm. and I love having a moustache for a month, even though I can't really pull it off, let's yeah. be honest. But genuinely, it is a cause incredibly close to my heart. So if you can if you can donate anything, there's links on my socials and what. This year more than ever, because like I can say this without Sage being here, because he gets nervous about planning anything beyond the next like six to eight hours. But like our live show, I want to be able to say is our first. And what does first imply? It means there's going to be a second, and maybe a third, and maybe uh-huh. a fourth. I want to tour the f***ing world with this. <laughs> right. And uh, the fact that, as they say, you never forget your first. Well, we will never forget that you will be sporting, at that point, what, the 21st of November? Yeah. The bushiest John Moustache has been. Oh, it's ridiculous. For our live show. I can't stop touching it. Magnum P.I. over it. <laughs> Anyway, but we've still not finished this bloody match. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, a basement super kick from Lee, and then he uh, runs straight into a running Spanish fly, which looked great as well. Um, 
Alexander also caught Dragon Lee with a brilliant Mishinoku driver. Goes to the lumbar check. Lee counters, uh, hits his finish, uh, and gets the victory, of course. Another another nice showcase for Dragon Lee. Mm. Yeah, this was fine. I'm getting a little impatient with... Uh, I, I think they know what they're doing with both of these guys, actually. I don't, I don't think there's, this is an accident. I like Owens being like, it comes out of a dragon's mouth. <laughs> He's so good on commentary. He's punk-esque. Yeah, which is ironic because punk's going to be back in the company in a few weeks. Uh-huh. It's, uh, yeah, the comparison has been made, and rightfully so. Cedric is not a spare part here, I don't no. think. I think something's happening with him as much as it is with Dragon Lee, but I don't know what, and I'm getting a touch impatient. Um, here comes uh, a man who needed reheating after Crown Jewel, to a certain extent. One, and he's moping a bit to start with. He's like, Crown Jewel didn't go, I hoped. Maybe I should apologise right now for not living up to expectations. But the crowd immediately... G's him back up with a mm. yes, you did chant. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. I did exactly what I said I'd do. I took Rome within an inch of losing that title. I dropped him on his head. I had him beat. I said, bloody Jimmy Uso showed up. I got robbed, plain and simple. He says, look, Roman, take every dime that you've got. Give Jimmy Uso a raise. Give him a promotion. Give him whatever he wants. Maybe give him the boat. <gasps> Finally, the boat and the jet. Mm. I want to um, see, see uh, uh, Jimmy Jet. I want to see a Jimmy Jet next to a Von Cord. Jimmy on the drift. Jimmy on the drift. You're not the only one who can have an Elton John song. Ryan on a Von Cord. We'll have to see if Stacks, like, uh, if the Von Cord's ever out of fuel, he can take Jimmy Jet and see if he gets here quicker for the NXT shows that we bring him in for. Yeah. I don't know if the prices are higher or not. I'll have to go on Skyscanner and check. Um, he, yeah, he says Jimmy says the only reason he's not world champion right now. Um, maybe... LA Knight needs to go to the back of the lane. Nana! Back of the line. I messed that line That's up. That's all right. That's, I, was gonna, I wasn't going to pick you up on that one. Uh, and uh, he's not finished with the bloodline. Not by a long shot. He's not going to be finished until he wins the WWE Championship. Ah. And then uh, here comes Grayson Waller. And Kevin Owens reacts accordingly, mm-hmm. let's say. Uh, and he says, Night Night, you're just embarrassing yourself. Uh you're blaming everyone but you for, for losing. You need a bit of honesty. Uh, maybe the truth is you're just not that guy. Uh, but I certainly know someone who's that guy. And LA Knight, he's, he's starting to, to, to flame him here. Mm-hmm. This is just a, a light singeing to start with because he calls Grayson Waller kangaroo jackass. Got him. <laughs> and uh, Waller's like, look, maybe you need a, a bit of an impromptu Grayson Waller effect. Do you really think you belong in the ring with Roman Reigns? And LA Knight's like, well, let me answer your question with a question. Does the Grayson Waller effect sound like an STD? And everyone goes, yeah. Oh, cool. So that's finished now. Yeah. And then he he mocks, <laughs> he mocks his haircut. He says, oh, I see you're ready to take school pictures with your $5 haircut. You're probably not allowed within 50 feet of a school. And I'm like, yeah, you nonce. <laughs> yeah. This is just sort of like... It's like the LA Knight Stone Cold Rock Austin thing is now extended to the bit of the rock in the summer of 99 where you could basically say whatever the hell you liked and you could call somebody a paedophile and get a big pop for it. That's pretty like, uh, like what was it, kangaroo jackass? Yeah. Uh, yeah, nonce. Like, well, okay. You can just shove some up his ass next. Like, yeah. Is that what we're doing? Aye, yeah. It was, uh, fine. it was fine. He said, Grayson's played around the internet. He's going to find out. He's got big incel energy. Yeah. He's take the man out of his mom's basement. You can't take the mom's basement out of the... Yeah. Um, but he's now in the ring with a very pissed off LA Knight, understandably, from what happened at Crown Jewel. So Knight is going to get it out of him by stomping his ass. Uh, 
and uh, he's going to let everyone know whose game this is. But before he can do his catchphrase, he chins Grayson Waller with the microphone. <laughs> Kevin goes, oh, him with the microphone. <laughs> uh, and he sends him out of the ring, pours KO's water on him, and he gets back in and says, well, everybody's saying, hell, hey, yeah, yeah. And KO's loving this. Yeah. And uh, I think Michael Cole says, oh, and Grayson Waller's washed up, and KO explains the joke, which for once <laughs> makes the joke even funny. You get that, Grayson? You washed up because you wet. Great. This, this was good. This was good. LA Knight remains a kind of captivating promo sometimes in spite of the material. Yes. Like, uh, I do. I find him, he's so watchable. He's so magnetic still. And then the bell rings. And then it's your job again to try and make it entertaining. I he, thought they, they did a good job in terms of giving Grayson Waller a lot in this match as well. He's mm. not just fodder. Um, but yeah, it was mostly LA Knight. Does that slingshot shoulder block of his which I really like swinging neck breaker gets another near fall uh, Waller comes back with a discus elbow though they spool to the outside and LA Knight does the slam in his head against the commentary table I do love that because the call and response on it is unbelievable uh, but Waller fights back sends Knight into the steps sliding clothesline takes us to a break when we come back uh, Waller's working overnight single leg crab over the turnbuckle single leg crab in the middle of the ring um, goes to the second rope and hits an elbow for a two count. Goes back to do it again, but this time LA Knight moves. Uh, Waller tries that awesome rolling cutter of his, but Knight counters with a back suplex. Um, Knight comes back, leaping clothesline, Russian leg sweep, DDT gets two. Waller jumps at Knight, but Knight just catches him, body slams him, hit his amazing elbow, unique, definitely his move. Uh, <laughs> and the BFT for the one, two, three. It's like a 2023 version of a 1990 Coliseum video match where the wrestlers are mostly just doing the basics, but they know they've got to hit because the cameras are, the video quality cameras are rolling. They're not that arsed about keeping the fans in the building excited, but they've got to nail the best stuff while they're on the nicest camera. I, nothing that you see in this match is like futuristic no. or hugely modern or something that you haven't seen 50 times before and at this point improved upon 50 mm. times as well. It, some of it is hot. Uh, I don't know. I, do you know, I had a bit of a, I did have a bit of a reckoning with the other night this week. The promo was still really great. Yes. Electrifying. I wouldn't have followed up with a match. I don't think it was particularly good booking to follow up with a match. I think they needed to have him win, I suppose, technically too. And I get that. And mm. I, so I think this was a better idea on paper because I think they lost the crowd a little bit in the match. And then you were kind of watching this fairly milk toast action and being hard reminded, to follow Dragon Lee as well. Yeah, but being reminded that oh maybe this is why they didn't go with Knight. Oh where where exactly do you go with LA Knight then? And like this both arrested any fears I had about his safety as a star after the match and also confirmed that the ceiling is US title. Uh huh. I don't like which that, um, Logan Paul revealed he wears whilst Steve's having sex. Yeah, over the so. weekend. So he's going to have to wash the cum off it when he wins it. Um, I'll leave that there. But uh, I, it was just, I don't know. I don't know if I liked watching like LA Knight get leveled like this. Okay. This, this was the week. Uh, I don't. I, but I just wouldn't have had a match, I don't think. It, the matches are too average <laughs> like to, to, then, to then try and tell a story that everything is fine when it's not really. I, I feel a bit conflicted on mm. this. I also think he's nowhere near war games, which doesn't help. You're taking him straight out of the main event. Like, I don't think he's going to factor in no. at all on the babyface side. And I think he probably could have done with that spot, and he's not getting it. Yeah. Um, 
so post-match, uh, Owens is loving the fact Grayson Waller's lost. Mm. And he says, do you remember when I uh, punched both him and Austin Theory at the same time? And they do that great bit that I love them doing with Pat McAfee, where he does, like, NFL analysis. Yeah. The, except um, the Telestrator. That's it. What it's called in America. And drawing it, put arrows in circles. Jerry Lawley used to do a great one because he was a really good artist. Called the Magistrator. Very which good. I quite liked, and he, but he could deal and he was good in it. Uh, I don't know if they did this, they sort of jumped the gun with this because they did it and then they went to the babyface team for the main event and mm. then they came back and did it again. Yeah. But, but uh, we'll get back to it because um, we see uh, a SmackDown clip of John Cena making his debut and uh, we fast forward all the way through to him uh, retiring, <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. at Crown Jewel because Solo Sokoa absolutely destroyed him. They even uh, left in the, the ovation that Cena got after the match, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, for them to use a li- utilizing this just to promote, by the way, the killer Solo Sokoa comes back next week. He felt 100 foot tall off the back of this. The joke has been made, isn't it? It's been memed. Like, next week, Roman Reigns returns because that in itself is worth so much as a graph. It's like that and their Tony Khan special announcements. Yes. The people just stack them up for the meme. Uh, yeah. This is a promotion. Solo Sokoa returns. You are just basically tacitly promoting Solo Sokoa to top star level because you're merely announcing that he's going to be there. Mm. Massive. Like, don't. Uh, that sounds like I'm being flippant. Don't understate how serious WWE takes that kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, we back to uh, Kevin Owens uh, drawing circles around these bellends faces and arrows where his punch is coming from. He references Dwight Schrute, mm-hmm. says he's doing the punch through. Uh, but here comes Theory and Waller. Uh, I've got to mention earlier, Kevin Owens has been told throughout the night, hence why he doesn't like go to help Ray Mysterio or anything like that. If he gets physical, boom, suspended. Yep. Um, they know this. Obviously, they come down to ringside, pissed off with him just generally, and obviously because he keeps reminding everyone the tiny chin, both of them. <laughs> so he comes down, he gets shoved. Owens doesn't react. He gets water poured on his head. I'd have reacted at that if that was me, mm-hmm. but no, Kevin Owens has made a sterner stuff. But... Just the straw that breaks the Owens back is them throwing a bottle of water at Kevin Patrick, who he's been taking the piss out of the entire night, by the way. Um, but he goes, you know, I can put with a lot, but that's the final straw. So he chases them up the ramp, attacks both of them. Uh, it looks like he's trying to hit. He's going to hit Theory with a stun in the ring, but Theory bails, and so he just hits Grayson Waller with one instead, and then sort of accepts. Uh, better go to the back now. Yeah, and uh, is he suspended? Yeah, Aldis has suspended him. Um, and did any, any way that, I don't know, uh, Nick could have said that, uh, illustrating what he's done with a popular catchphrase? All this and so much more is what we can't tolerate, Kevin. You're out of here. Oh, my God. Stay tuned for that again on Friday. Award winning. Yeah. Best catchphrase of the year in the Podley Awards. <laughs> Stay tuned. Because uh, that, that was all we got of uh, Slick Nick this week. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so and it wasn't even on the show. It was like in one of the uh, digital exclusives or whatever. The, I'll tell you what I really oh, like. going to fight another authority figure. Oh, my yeah. I'll tell you I what I really like. I like to see that match. I think the Adam Pearce match is probably going to happen down the road. Yeah. What I really like about it is Kevin Owens' thing. Uh, I like how opportunistic this was. So Kevin Owens comes to SmackDown, and we're all sort of like, it's a bit, it's a bit of tension, and there's a bit of like, hmm. what's he going to do? And then he's been dragged into this Grayson Waller, uh, Austin Theory thing in hilarious fashion by punching them both in the face. because he They has, asked for it. Kathy Kelly says, what do you want to do on SmackDown? He's like, well, who do you not like? <laughs> These arseholes, right? So it's very, again, A to B to C to E, all the way to Z, right? 
Zed is whatever the particular Kevin Owens payoff is. But every element of this has been so well plotted to reach to the point where Kevin Owens is on commentary in a nice replacement job for Corey Graves, and then the one act he gets so annoyed with that he ends up losing his cool are these two. There's a lovely bit of Kevin Owens' law where he kind of started in NXT bullying announcers. He was horrible to William Regal. He was horrible to Alex Riley, if you mm. remember. Hilariously so. But, like, he was really horrible. Like, he's a, he's a, there's a, such a warmth to him as a baby face now. Like, come on. That's too far. I love that about the Kevin Owens character trait, right? But it's got him in bother here. Like, and he's probably going to question how exactly he should use his killer instinct because he's a defending announcer and he's gone and got himself suspended. That doesn't matter, ostensibly, but it matters huge because he's not going to get picked for the babyface team. Sami Zayn is not going to select him yeah. because he can't, yeah. right? If and when Owens gets really pissed off with Sami Zayn, Zayn is going to have, mate, you were the first number I wanted to ring and you got yourself suspended because you were a hothead. I was doing the right thing by... Even if he gets suspended for two weeks, that's it. Yeah, I was doing the right thing by Kevin Patrick. I, like, you do it, wouldn't you, Sammy? That's, that's not what it's about, Kevin. Da, da, da. In the meantime, so that's the macro story, one would think. In the meantime, Kevin Owens picking a partner to deal with these two jabronis is going to be great, right? Like Kathy Kelly. Kathy Kelly, <laughs> first choice. She's not busy. But, like, let's say he picks, like, an LA Knight or something, and that just, like, wraps all this up quite well. What would their team name be if they had to form a team? I want to find the picture. Get the, get the picture up. Because <laughs> we've seen that they're both... Um, be like KO. Enthusiasts of a certain... Uh, marsupial? Is that right? I've got the... Yeah, sounds, yeah. sounds right, like doesn't that, it? Yeah. KO and LA. Is there any way to, in the words of uh, Shorty G, shorten that up? How many penises, collectively, do LA Knight and Kevin Owens have? Two. How many penises do some koalas have? I wouldn't know. I don't Google these sorts of things. Two. <laughs> Team koala. K-O-R. <laughs> picture that Brian did. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. At Brian. Is it Weddig? Yeah. It's, it's not got two Ds. Uh, B-R-I-A-N underscore W-E-D-I-G, if you want to see this picture. Yeah. With also a, a sign with that. I love that one. And uh, like I have holding an Adam Wilborn as a virgin side. Really popped me the koala head on there. Speaking of which, if you like Madonna, check out WrestleCulture. Yeah. Yeah, the corporate synergy out the ass on this one. No, I think like, you're going to get these two in a tag team against uh, A Town Down Under. It's a nice TV feud, but it also, yeah, I think it feeds into this Down bigger. Down Under as well. Come on. Feeds into this bigger thing, doesn't it, with, um, with Kevin Owens getting himself in trouble over on SmackDown when Sammy might need him. It's nice, this. Would you even say it's his. Word that you often used to use for AEW. Look, I've thought, I'd argue this. I've thought it a lot with WWE this year, but I understand why Sidgwick needs a bit more excitement in his plotting. For me, like, it is... Uh, like, this is what I want from WWE, is this, like, broad storytelling, but done with other little things peppered in so you can see where the characters are going next. Mm. The very few wrestlers find themselves... like. So, let me rephrase that. Very few wrestlers involved in at least one storyline ever find themselves at a loose end. Mm. And I love that. I really, really love that. I think this has been a very tight year for WWE creatively. If you, like I say, we've just talked at length about Santos and Ray. This started at the start of this year, mm. not even like as a random concoction. It was about qualifiers for an Intercontinental title four-way that they both yeah. ended up being in. With the, just the opportunity to fight Gunther, who, by the way, is still the Intercontinental champion. So things that well, are still exist. 
Well, indeed. Things are still existing today that tie into something that happened all the way back there that took us all the way to where we are here. That, to me, is... That's WWE at its best, mm. I think. Uh, speaking of WWE, it's its best. Jimmy Uso's backstage. Yeah. He cuts a promo saying, LA Knight, you say you're not done with the bloodline? Well, I'm not done with you. You want me next week? Yeet! He gets a phone call. <laughs> Hello, Travel Chief. <laughs> Got it. No yeet! <laughs> How has he become the best thing? Funny. Jimmy is so, so captivating that he's done what apparently nobody else could in the past two years, which is convinced Roman Reigns to actually watch the shows that he's not on. <laughs> uh, that's tying up that bloodline logic gap. <laughs> Roman Reigns is tuning in live, and he's basically sent him a super chat, isn't he? Say, like, stop saying. stop saying it. I don't have high hopes for the match, but yeah, this Jimmy Uso character is a joy. Check out the yeet law, though, by the time Cody comes around. Oh, my God. Like, Roman Reigns hates yeet is such a funny... Di- like, I do believe that is a detail that has kind of come relatively organically through just the interactions between Roman and Jimmy. Right around the time Cody Rhodes starts saying yeet to impress Jay, and thus has just inadvertently discovered a new thing that really pisses off Roman Reigns for when they, uh, like, this time, this year, I will finish the story, Roman. Yeet. Oh, as if he's like, not going to be wound up enough. The hug that they'll do. You know that being the elite hug where, like, Cody Rhodes is like, go... Oh, Yourself. Like, he's going to yeet right in Roman's ear, isn't he? Just to, like... <sighs> they were right to not pull the belt on him at WrestleMania 30. Move on. Main event time. It was uh, Damage Control, mm-hmm. Bailey, EO Sky, and uh, now Kyrie Sane, of course, against the Babyface Supergroup. You're joking. Not another one? <laughs> uh, Charlotte, Bianca Belair, and Asuka. I was tempted to just say... Lots of stuff happened, and then the main thing happened. But they put in some brilliant work beforehand, so it, it's worthy of a mention. Yeah. Uh, Belair and Bailey start. Belair hits that springboard moonsault of hers early on. Belair hit a splash on Bailey uh, and Sky on the outside, and Charlotte hit a big boot on Kyrie, saying to take us to a break, and they pose. Uh, we come back. Charlotte hits a fall away slam on EO Sky. Kyrie Sane comes in. Uh, Belair tags back in and hits a shoulder block, uh, unloads on Kyrie Sane, hits a vertical suplex, tries to suplex her over the top rope, um, but Kyrie Sane blocks it, and then basically everyone in damage control gets involved to distract the referee or attack Bianca Belair, so they take over. Uh, Kyrie Sane goes up top, and I thought, huh? But she only hit the flying punch. Mm-hmm. Save that for later for a two count. Um, Bailey runs of Belair, but uh, Belair gets rid of her and goes for the hot tag, Kyrie Sane pulls off Charlotte off the apron, and then I don't know what happened. Complete mess. Yeah. This. I think Kyrie Sane was going to throw her in the opposite steps, and Charlotte was like, no, 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 throw me in those steps. So Kyrie went, all right, I'll throw you in those steps. And Charlotte took the worst bump I've ever seen. More chaos from the Queen. Like mm. TV wrestler Charlotte, you just never know what you're going to get, this included. Uh, so uh, Bella is trying to get to the corner. She's been isolated. She's in there with Bailey. Ah, I'm trying to get to the corner. Ah, I'm trying to get to the corner. Ah, you get off my bloody air. Mm-hmm. She hears a big spine buster. On Bailey, she can finally get over to the corner and tag Askew. like, come on, come on, tag me in, tag me in. Oh, it's one of my favorite, oh, you know, like, typical yeah. things. In Tag me in, tag me in. Psych! Pulls her hand away. Belair's like, what are you doing? Goes to square up to Asuka, who misses her in the face. She kicks her in the head. She hugs Kyrie, saying, yeah, there's a big damage control hug. Bailey gets involved, as I said, 
Charlotte's like, I'm not having this. She tries to get involved. Uh, no contest. Bell rings because it's just complete shambles in there. Uh, Shotzi tries to make the save. Numbers game, of course, damage control. Beat the crap out of her. Uh, and just to finish it all off, Kyrie Sane. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hits the insane elbow on Bianca Belair and the heels damage control. Now a five-person group. That's convenient. Mm -hmm. uh, although, get well soon to Kokai. Stand tall. Asuka has joined damage control and they close out the show as the last thing we see. Fantastic. Uh, did not see a, um, Sky Pirates come Kabuki Warriors Come damage Kataral, ugly word at the moment, super group mm -hmm. forming, but so glad we got it. Supercharged damage Kataral, I don't think is going to be here for a long time, so I think instead it's just going to be here for a good one. Uh, I love this so much. I'll tell you what this was really good at, and not just... Um, there, look, there have been rumours that um, there was going to be a splinter group that would that EO Sky would form mm -hmm. with Asuka and Kairi Sane. So they're... Like, Asuka as a possible new heel was in the conversation a little bit. I'm sure we talked about it on the preview as a, a down-the-line thing. I did not see Super Damage Control forming. And what I thought WWE did a really good job of here was not telegraphing Asuka turning by, like, two or three false attempts. And it's like, oh, why hasn't Asuka tagged in yet? They ju I just thought they hid that in yeah. plain sight really well. Like, the, like Bianca Belair getting in trouble as horribly wrong as the Charlotte and Kyrie exchange went. You could tell that was there just to... Like, keep your attention there yep. to set up these two as the only two that could make the tag. Bianca was great as a face in peril. Again, you'd, at no point were you thinking, oh, come on, why am I Asuka's going to turn? I never really got that. No. The fixes in that you so often get. Because um, I'm with you. I love this turn. I love the, you know, my thing. I love the partner dropping off the apron. Uh, uh, oh, like I, that one. But this was just as great. Pull the hands away, go for the mist. Um, and yeah, like, I'm not... This is not good analysis, really, because this kind of fantasy booking is the stuff that it's not fantasy booking, it's reality booking. WWE is showing you what they're doing. Here's the War Games match layout. You're entitled to speculate on who the baby faces are going to lean on as a fourth person. Will, obviously, Dakota Kai is hurt, we think, but will this be a five on five and the baby faces need, are my numbers right? They need two. Charlotte. Yeah. All right, Charlotte, Shotzi, and Bianca. Yes, yeah, so they need two. Um, or is it going to be a four on four and the baby faces need one? Saw some discussion over the weekend that Becky Lynch might be the one who sort of made the save for the baby faces. I mean, that's captivating for obviously not just seeing like Becky coming over and doing what she's done all year, which is kind of be like, you know what, I'll just come in and play clean up here. I'll save the day, I'm the man. But the tension in yeah. that baby face holding cage, you're kind of not going to be able to take your eyes <laughs> off that. Where does Jade Cargill oh. slot in? Oh my God. Because it seems to me that if you're going to do five on five and the heels are going to stock up with somebody as a fifth, Jade Cargill is your fifth, right, for this babyface team. And she shouldn't do much but kick ass and destroy Bailey for the win because Bailey can lose even in the formation of the supercharged damage guitar because it is increasingly looking like this has happened from underneath her. Then you have the questions of well, where does Dakota Kai's like allyship lie? Is mm. it with Bailey or as you say, is it with the, is she seeing Bailey as the, old guard at this point and she sees where the wind's blowing and sticks with mm -hmm. EO's kind of like reformed group. I love it, Michael. I'm bang into Is it. Is Bailey going to need some new buddies off the back of all this? Indeed. Mercedes Manet hasn't yet committed to where she's going to oh be in 2024, God. but she said, I will wrestle in 2024. You will see me again. The boot will be off. I just, I'm just really excited by this. I, they have got me on the hook 
with this women's war games, and I thought it was going to come from Raw's. Rhea Ripley's got 50 opponents. <laughs> and instead, they've basically just isolated the story of SmackDown in a way that I think has been very effective. Great episode of SmackDown. Let us know your thoughts on it on X at What Culture WWE. Uh, well, actually, they can follow both of us and make pictures of us holding koalas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sid will be here later on today to review AW Collision. And then we'll all be back to preview Monday Night Raw. But for now, it's been the SmackDown Review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.